Warning, the following podcast contains violent scenes that may be unsettling to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. In the fall of 1987, four men find themselves reunited with childhood friends for the first time in ten years. They are drawn together by the mysterious death of a mentor they all cared for together as children. World of Darkness, The Ultimate Evil is a first edition Chronicles of Darkness game that takes place in Bismarck, North Dakota and is inspired by the satanic panic of the 1980s. Remembrance is the first story arc that follows Alex, played by Adam B., Wayne, played by Adam C., Che, played by Andrew, and Michael, played by Slavic, as they discover the mysteries that surround them in their hometown. If you would like to contact us, you can reach us on Twitter at twin underscore cities underscore VTM or on Facebook at Twin Cities by Night. We hope you enjoy. You guys are at the bar. Uh, don't worry, uh, 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 Carl. I told, uh, mind you, because you're bought. You're kind of the guy who runs the night, uh, the ship there. On and Sunday nights are slow, anyways, Alex. So as you walk in, as you guys walk in, right away you see Carla come up to uh, Alex, and it's almost like a uh, Alex has this weird issue with women always confront him. It seems like you know. So as you guys all like kind of four walk into the bar together because you meet in the parking lot. She goes beeline straight to Alex. You guys know Carla from she was the waitress, you know, who talked to you too when you guys were talking to Mike. And Mike, you obviously are familiar. She kind of looks up at you and she's like, You okay? Yeah, yeah, I'm fine, Carla. Thanks for uh letting me crash on your couch. I uh I owe you some aspirin. I, I didn't really have a choice, you kind of decide to crash there on your own. But it's okay. Do you need some do you need some water or anything? I can I get a coffee? Don't worry. I talked to Chad and I told him that you wouldn't be making it in that you had the flu. So he's none the wiser. And she kind of like turns around and walks off. As, uh, uh, and she kind of like motions towards the table that you guys sat at. She's like, I'll bring it over there. And that's kind of like the table that Mike has sat at both times with both different groups that you kind of have found to become where you guys usually hover to when you go there. Okay. Thanks, Carla. She just kind of like rolls her eyes. And walks off. You can kind of tell she's a little annoyed, but like still has that that uh, emotional tie to you in a way that that isn't exactly reciprocated, which is understandable. But you know, she definitely is uh, concerned and caring about you. So, cool scenes on you four. Go ahead. All right, Alex will pull up a chair at the table and sit down. Pull out a cigarette and light it. I'll probably start with you know. Okay, so uh, I'll take out my you know notepad or something. So I took a look into Amanda's case. I obviously couldn't find that much because, you know, it's a California case. And this is just Bismarck. But I also took a look into Charlie Dunn's and Dora Bates' background. So murder case first. Uh, so it's still an open case. There was assumed that there was perhaps maybe some sexual motive or something. Close people to her were investigated. Uh, her, spent, her husband spent a lot of time with her. Um, a week ago, she had an argument at a law firm where she worked as a receptionist with some sort of darker-haired, taller male. Okay, that's lead number one. Lead number two, or, well, lead no lead. Charlie Dunn has no records, no tax records, no anything here in Bismarck. 
absolutely nothing. Maybe he's a drifter. Maybe, maybe. Maybe it's not his real name, but, you know. And finally, Dora Bates. She's married to Johnny Wan. Permanent residence is Prairie View Apartments. Uh, some of you may know what a horrible place that is. And she was charged with prost- prostitution three or four years ago. Which, by the way, prostitution is like, in Bismarck, you guys are like, uh, that's odd. Like, that's shit you see on TV, like on Hill Street Blues, or you know what I mean? Or like Taxi Driver or something to that extent. You really don't hear about that too much. And Was she charged in Bismarck? Did it happen or did it happen somewhere else? It, she was charged in Bismarck. And that's a good question. I'm glad you asked that. She was actually charged for, for pulling tricks at a truck stop. Uh, the truck stop's name is Huskies. It's like a truck stop diner that's off of the northeast side of town, off of I-94, Interstate 94. And you, when you, and that's actually only like a, a mile from the Prairie View Apartments. And when I say Prairie View Apartments, like I'm not trying to make it sound like a South Central LA, but for Bismarck and for that area, it's obviously kind of low. It's a HUD housing. It's low-income apartments for people who are on uh, like welfare and financial assistance and stuff like that. It's it's somewhere like that's what, that specifically caters to people who can't pay that much in and rent. And so, yeah. Okay. Uh, so, I guess uh, we can follow up on that and go and ask some questions. Yeah, we can go there. And I think another lead that might be interesting is her husband. They don't live together. And uh, Amanda's husband, or oh. Oh, you found out stuff on him too? Uh, no. no, you don't have any luck. No, 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 no. <laughs> but I think uh, it's, it would still be worth um, talking to him now that I think about it. One way or another. I'm, I'm not saying he's a suspect or anything. Hmm. Is this, uh, is all this still like open? Yes. It's, yeah, I'll answer yeah. it. It's open, but it's a cold case. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there's tons of cases that are always, you know what I mean? Not solved. And they're just probably never going to get solved. And this isn't like an active investigation going on in this case. Like pretty much California chalked it up to, we think it was some sexual deviant who, you know what I mean? Around that time, a lot of people thought, you know, yeah, Charlie Manson, Ted Bundy, you know what I mean? All these, like, it was starting to be in the limelight and they just kind of chalked it up to something like that. But it's obviously a case that's not be working on because really in the end, unfortunately, who would care about, you know what I mean? Some small town girl who kind of was in the area like that, that something happened to, you know, just kind of got lost in the, in the, in the river of time, you know? So, but all right, that, that's one way. The apartments, that, that, that's one way to go. Well, Let me go with you. I just, uh, I don't know. I'm feeling kind of restless. Uh, I, I need to do something. Yeah, I understand. Hey, uh, Mike. Hmm? Yeah. You remember uh, Jay Bishop? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's, uh, he's not at the halfway house anymore. He's gone. What happened to him? Uh, according to the folks there that I talked to, he's wanted again, so he split. He just disappeared a few days ago. Damn. But I he guess... honestly didn't strike me as someone who just run away. Nah, he didn't. He was uh, too big on that whole getting right with the Lord crap he was spewing. Yeah. Honestly, I... I, I just think he wasn't smart enough to run. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I can see that too. But, but uh, yeah, he's gone. But they said that there's a warrant and that the cops were by looking for him. Maybe you can uh, dig into that. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll take take a look into that. I think that shouldn't be a problem. But that's strange. That's very strange. It is. I don't like it one bit. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna tell them all. Um, so I was able to get in touch with that real estate agent who's selling the house. I met him down there. He was pretty eager to show me the inside and try to get me interested. I have a memory about that house. Just like it's it's just something small, but it's just something. And I mean, after going through it and and getting a look at everything, for the most part, it's just a house. You know, it, nothing too weird. But I I just got these feelings. And when I tried to talk to him, he just seemed way too eager to try to get me interested in this place. I wasn't able to uh, really pry any information out of him, so that's all I got. Kind of a kind of a dead end as far as I'm concerned. How much did he want for the place? Uh, out of character, I don't remember the exact number, but I'll uh, I'll just tell him what what the guy had offered me. Um, he was trying to give me a deal if I would just agree to it right away. Uh, I kind of give him, yeah. It was three hundred. It, it was originally asked for five hundred. He dropped it to three fifty. He's like, you know what though? If you do it without signing your wife and you do it now, then we'll do three hundred. That's what he's. I mean, I know it's his job and everything, but this guy just seemed really eager to try to get me interested in this place. Uh, something seemed kind of up with it, but I wasn't able to get him to tell me what he knows. They, they, they just know, you know, it's something weirds going on. I mean, I felt weird in the place, but who wouldn't after what happened, right? You guys have all shared what you've done and everything. Uh, what What do you guys think the the best first step to kind of go down? I think Che had an idea about going and going to where the apartment where uh, Dora and Johnny live and and trying to take that route. What do you guys think? I think we should go uh, see if we can find out about Dora. Maybe check out the apartment. Um, but did uh, I was just curious. Did um, Alex tell Mike about uh, like the license plate number? Or, um... No, I haven't. All right. Jay definitely has, like, especially in the eighties. I have a, I have a gun rack in the back of his jeep. Oh so. yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. You're probably rolling along, like you know, for hunting, mm-hmm. you know, and everything like that. So, so what, what's up? What are you guys doing? Are we gonna go you down as all... a group? Do we want to like all hop in and uh, chase jeep again or something? If you can, if like you can put up with uh, living on a prayer. <laughs> Who can? Oh, of dude. course, dude. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, what do you, Alex and Mike, think about that? I don't want to scare there? them. You know, if all four people just appear at the apartments. Well, yeah, I mean, you all don't have to be, like, knocking on the door together or, you know what I mean? Like, or, you know, and I don't want to tell you guys what to do or anything like that, but I'm sure there's a way that you all can yeah. go there and, and it, not be, like, a goon squad. You know, not everyone has to yeah. stand by the door. Or Out of character, I have, a, I have, like, a bit of streetwise. So would I maybe know about this bad neighborhood? Like, maybe I buy my weed there or something like that? I don't know. Well, that's a very, that's a very good – you know what? That's a very good idea because I Alex – have a shitload of streetwise. <laughs> yeah, Alex, that, that's, a good, that's a good point. You would know that this place is, like, kind of, like, party central. You know, you know it's either, like, Native Americans or poor white people who live here, you know? Che, you're kind of like, what, what's this place? You really don't, you know what I mean? You don't know too much about it. I would say that you do too, uh, Alex, but you never really spent more time there. But we could say you definitely get your weed from there. That, uh, we, can, we can do that there. Does that sound good to all you guys? Yeah. He's a dealer, lives in one of the apartments. I just live in one of the apartments there. Let's roll. All right. want to take two cars maybe? I don't mind yeah, going down do in that. a separate car. I mean, cool with that. All right. Cool yeah, we can, we, can do that. we can take two sure. different cars and then, like, have some people so that we're not, like, scaring someone. We can have somebody just yeah. wait out in, like, the lot yeah. or something. Just or we can have up. to talk to people or neighbors or something. Yeah, yeah. So you guys hop into two separate vehicles. I take it, Chase, Jeep, maybe Mike's car. I don't know. What what, are, what do you guys decide? It's not really uh, too 
you know, critical. But as you guys are driving down, you guys are driving to get there. You eventually kind of have to pass the same neighborhood as the Capitol grounds, but you got to go further north. And uh, you're driving along further north, and it's kind of an odd placement for these apartments because they are like at the very edge of a middle class like residential area like you know how the houses on i said like on that fourth street by the capital are smaller and we're kind of built like like track homes in the 50s but not like in a negative meaning but like you know we're kind of cookie cutter these homes that you guys are coming upon were built like in the 70s and the early 80s you know they're kind of like a bigger a little bit and a little bit newer and in, in style, you know. But you guys are driving past them, and you're coming down along a road that's kind of busier. You're getting to the edges almost of the north side, northeast side of Bismarck. Like, you guys were down south where it was industrial. You know what I mean? I talked about all that. This northern side, it's like as soon as you get to the edge of this, where these houses were built, here's these four apartment buildings square and past that there's like and then there's like interstate 94 that cuts through the plains almost like a slash and knife like a slash from a knife and then you see like a truck stop that's there you know that truck stop mike that's the huskies truck stop and you see kind of like the the huge like like a sign that says huskies and it has like a phillips 66 and like you know like and it sticks out like a sore thumb in the darkness you can kind of see cars are coming along now it's not super close but it's like you know five miles or four miles away you know as you roll into the parking lot of one of the buildings you see like a bunch of older cars especially type that you drive wayne you see that there's lights on in some of the windows it's a three-story and in the apartment complexes has siding uh like brown wooden siding but like it's a deep 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 brown like a chocolate brown but it's flaked. The, the paint is starting to flake off. And you see in front of the, the apartment doors, there's two glass doors that you can open to get in, right? As you pull in the parking lot, though, you can see, like, you see the apartment complex in front of you. And you see where side view of another one, because, like I said, they form a square, you know, like they, they put together these four buildings. And you can see through the one that's in front and you see the, through the one that's here and you can see the courtyard. In the back, I guess. I don't want to call it courtyard, but it's like you see grass. You see there's like a little dingy playground. And you see like people hanging out in the back and they're drinking like, you know, or, you know, just talking or hanging out by the first story windows that face the back. Like they have the screen doors, the screen windows open. You know, the kind of people are lounging and doing their thing. As you guys get out of the car, you you can't help but notice. And even when you're driving into the, the parking lot, you hear the crunch, not only of the gravel but also of the glass, like the like out uh, from broken beer bottles. Especially when you get out, you see like that brown, you know, the color of brown glass and green glass that kind of just like reflects off of the lights of like the dome light that's inside the car, the headlights as you turn off the headlights. It, it's almost like a glitter that's thrown about, but like a poverty glitter, you know, that represents poverty. Mike, you, you you know this place, man. You've been here, like I said. You've done dealt with domestic calls. You can already hear like music that's playing from different apartments and stuff like that. Your mother's like, "Get your ass inside, you fucking brat!" Like screaming from the windows, or you know, dinner time, or you know, just hollering, or uh, you know, someone shouting, you know, like 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 singing along to music or whatever, because it echoes. Like you're not like right on it, right? Because I would say like even these apartment complexes like 300 feet in length. So these are big, you know, apartment complexes. So the the back courtyard is almost like 400 by 400 by 400. So there's a lot of, you know what I mean, space out there to do stuff with. As you get out of the car, you got you see like eight kids 
they're like on BMX bikes. And these are like scroungy looking kids, man. They like, they're either like Native American or they're white. And you see like rat tails that were like the sign then, but they look like they have like a layer of dirt and, you know, just from like being kids. They're wearing like fluorescent like colors, like bright neon yellows or oranges on their shirt. Or they got like, you know, one of them has like a Guns N' Roses shirt on and the other has like a Motley Crue shirt on. And they're just kind of like giving you guys the one over because as you get out of the car, because it's almost like these kids know when, when you don't belong in here. They know these people. This is like their territory. You get a sense. I want you guys to give me a wits and composure roll, please. Everyone, yep, wits and composure roll. What did you get, Wayne? Three, I think. All right. And what did you get, Andrew? Two. Two? All right. What did you get, Alex? Three. Three. And what did you get, uh, Mike? One. Alex and Wayne, you have this moment where you're both looking at the kids, and you kind of like – both your eyes like connect. You have an awkward moment where like you, you turn and look and you kind of like zone in on each other's eyes, have that uncomfortable eye contact that happens sometimes. And you both kind of like have this memory of like riding your bikes, like these kids almost like to the point, like you're, you're being chased and, and you have this moment where you stare at each other and like both your heart rates, like start like, doo, 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 like, like almost like you just got done running and you're staring there, staring at each other. And it seems like, a good like 10 minutes goes by, even though it's not 10 minutes, but it's almost, you, you, you hear like the of pedals being pedaled, you know, and you hear like, well, like the, 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 the sound of your breath and like, and like the panic. And, and, and you have this memory of when you're kids and you, and you, and you're on your bikes with each other, but and you look to each other and, and almost like Alex is laughing out of fear and you, and you Wayne are almost like about to start crying, but, it's like almost like it's like you're being torn between two different timelines here. One from when you're riding your bikes to each other and you're looking at each other to left and right out of panic. And then at this moment where you're staring at each other and it's almost like a huge slap in the face, Mike and Che, you, you look at the two and you kind of see the two just are like staring at each other for a little bit here. Not 10 minutes. I made it sound like to them, it seems like, in a, you know what I mean? Like 10 minutes, but you guys are standing there looking around and you look and you kind of like, you can see that stuff there too. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if I'm going to say anything because I can't right. tell that he's a. Uh, well, I mean, I mean he's I staring right at. Yeah, yeah, you can't. Yeah, we're both just staring at each other. Obviously, it stirred something up in both of us, but uh, I don't know the extent about it with him. So I'm just going to try to just brush that off. But it's definitely yeah. feeling a little startled by that. Mike, as you're sitting there, you, you kind of see these kids are just looking at you. You kind of see they're snickering. So you, Mike, are familiar with the – he lives in a – the guy lives in apartment 106, right? Mm-hmm. And you know it's not the building that you guys are facing, but it's the building that's to the left that's like you're seeing the side view from. And you know that you could tell – I mean, like you said, you've been here so often. You could tell that the odd number face towards the courtyard in the back, right? So as you're sitting there looking, you could kind of like – you could kind of guess, yep, 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 because the – which are in the middle are larger than the normal apartments. You know what I mean? And you see the kids ride off and they're riding around and they're going towards the back. You can hear the pedals and the spokes and the tires going and you see them go and then they roll up and there's like some kids that look to be a little older than them that are standing around like where 106, where you think it would be the window. And you see that slid open and you see a guy that has like longer blonde hair to the back of his neck has like glasses on. You see him like laughing and hooting and everything. And, He's like kind of passing a beer amongst these teenagers, a couple beers as he's sitting there drinking. So how are we going to split up? Sure. Well, I want to knock on the their apartment, and, you know, 
talk to Dora and Johnny if we can find them. Girl, just to interrupt, I'm sorry. You you kind of get the feeling that that you, you not that you're 100 percent sure, but from your guesstimation, that might be you could guess be Johnny or whoever lives on 106. Yeah. You know what I mean? Is that guy that's interacting with the kids out there? I'm gonna okay. hang back and uh, smoke a cigarette, but stay close enough that Mike is still maybe within eyesight um, because okay. it seems like it's kind of like a tense situation. And I, I don't want to stray too far, but I also don't want to uh, just be completely out of the scene, you know? Subconsciously, Alex is going to start scratching his arms right around where the track marks used to be. So you're, you're kind of staying behind, too. You're going to, like, stay by the car and everything for now, at least, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, then I guess it's you and me. Yeah. Okay. Let's All go right. talk to Johnny. <laughs> so are you going to go around to the back to where you think he's hanging out his window? Which way are you going to go about? Uh, let's go out the back. So you two, Wayne and Alex, see the side of the apartment? You have a clear shot to where they're walking, right? So you guys, Che and Michael, are walking out of the parking lot. You're walking forward. You walk over a little sidewalk that's going perpendicular to where you're going, and then you walk into some grass because you got to kind of like walk into some grass. There's there's a sidewalk that's like five feet that way, but to where you're beelining to that window where that guy is, there's about six feet between the apartment building and the sidewalk that would be around the courtyard in the back there, right? You walk past this pine tree. You hear like you go from hearing the crunch, crunch to step on the sidewalk to now you're walking through grass. You can kind of hear the psh, psh of grass. As you're walking up, you can hear more like kiss coming through the speakers of this apartment, you know, like Detroit Rock City, that kind of stuff. And you can see like there's these, as you're getting closer, you see there's those eight kids that were like kind of like eight, nine, ten, are kind of like trying to encroach a little bit slowly to where like these older boys who look like to be like 13, 14 with mullets and with like, you know, ripped off sleeve tank tops or, or anything to that extent. There's about four of them are laughing like prepubescent boys are. And you can really get close. You can see the figure that's leaning out. His hair is kind of greasy. He has like a deep, deep tan that almost like a construction worker in a way would have. And he has a sleeveless shirt on. And he's, and he's or his shirt's off, excuse me. You can see like it's, it's like here and then just really tan, you know, on his arms and on his neck and everything like that. And so you hear him like, you're like, hey, hey, Johnny, can I get another beer from you, man? And you can see like the eight-year-olds are trying to get closer. Like they want to get in on it. But when the 13-year-olds say that, it's like, fuck, yeah, you can. And he like, he turns around and you see a beer come shooting out of the window. And like one of the kids catch it and he's all laughing when he opens it. And it kind of like sprays a little bit. And then you see him come back out, lean out the window. And he's holding a bottle of Jack Daniels in his hand. Like he's taking swigs off that and he's smoking a cigarette. You can smell weed also coming from the apartment in a way. But he's just kind of sitting there leaning, like, drinking, like, he's, in a way, like, socializing with these kids. Go ahead. Scenes on you guys. Okay. So I kind of, uh, I, whenever I see the beer flying and the kid catch it, I kind of look at uh, uh, Michael because I'm like, I know he's a cop. And I'm just yeah. wondering how he's going to he's gonna take this. So I'm going <laughs> to let him kind of walk ahead of me just to see what he's going to do. Kind of follow his lead on that. Yeah. So I think I'll walk up to Johnny, uh, you know, and I'll ask, you Johnny? And he kind of looks, he's a little startled. He's like, uh, who's asking? You can see the kids when they see you say that, and he says that, you can see all of a sudden they're like disengage mode. Like bikes are getting backed it's up. Done. You know what uh, I mean? Let's get out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You can see like, and, and you can see a trail of bikes start coming towards you two. And I'm, I'm going to leave it at that before we go back to him. But you, Alex, and, and, and Wayne can see like the bikes are starting to like, they're starting to come towards you. But go ahead. I'm sorry. He's like, yeah, who, who's asking? We are. 
And he's like yeah. looks at you and he's a little you can see he's a little taken back and he like he goes from leaning to like kind of just like standing up a little bit. He's about five foot eight, maybe 125, 130 pounds. He's not like an imposing figure whatsoever. And you can see he's just like holding his bottle, forget like he's almost forgotten about the bottle. You can smell the fumes of Jack Daniels on him. Uh I, I I'm Johnny, I suppose. I don't want no I want no trouble here at all, man. Well, then I guess you're gonna have to answer our questions, then, won't you? What? What? What do you mean? What? Like, what kind of questions are we talking about here, man? Well, While he's talking, I'm gonna like take out a pack of cigarettes, take out a cigarette, and gesture to him. You want one? Yeah, fucking a, I do. And he takes a damn cigarette. He's like, "Let me get uh, a, mo- let me get a- you got a lighter for him too." Yeah, and you can see his hands are shaking a little bit, and he he takes. He's like, "So, who are you guys? What, and what kind of questions are you trying to ask?" Well, uh, okay, so I'll tell him about his wife having an argument with amanda dora that bitch fuck her fucking cunt what she do what, what doesn't she do who doesn't she do is the fucking question goddamn stupid bitch fucking get all into that crystal shit and fucking pulling tricks and goddamn that fucking whore. what a goddamn waste of time oh you uh you guys don't live together anymore I don't even know where that bitch is man well i know where i i pretty much know where she is and he kind of like motions in the direction of the highway over there. Probably fucking pulling tricks for those hammerhead fucks again. I'm pretty sure of that goddamn shit. So if we wanted to talk to her, that's where we'd have to go? Yeah, why do you want to talk to her, though, man? She ain't fucking ain't worth the time. She used to hang out with this group. I know if you remember them. Uh, it was... You're talking about those weirdo motherfuckers? That, yeah, that, uh exactly. What was his goddamn name? That Charlie guy and that fucking damn... Who's that fucking Texan? Just like as he's saying that, just nod. Yep. Don't even get me on that fucking weirdos, fucking dirtbag motherfuckers, man, with all their damn shit. What, what, what do you want me to say, man? I was fucking young. I was fucking full of goddamn cum, and I fucking met this bitch who I thought I was going to settle down with. I thought I was doing the Superman thing and was getting her out of a bad fucking situation. And, and I didn't like you. those people. I tried. Well, I mean, like, here's the thing, man, right? You meet you meet a bitch, right? And you fucking, she may be into some weird shit and have some weird fucking friends, man. So I try to, like, make them my fucking friends, but I ain't into that all weird, that weird shit. I'm all about fucking pussy and cars and fucking goddamn drinking and partying, right? And I think I meet the woman that I'm going to have, let, have my kids and everything. And so I try to, like, get along with their friends. And I don't have nothing in common with these fucking weirdos. They all talking about, like, fucking magic or some stupid gay shit. Do you know what they try to get you into? Like, I didn't listen to any of this shit. I'd go party with them because that weirdo, the Texas boy, all had LSD and shit that we can't get around here that much. But eventually one night, like, she wouldn't listen to me, and I almost left her. I almost said fuck her, and I should have said fuck her back then. But instead, she came crying to me one night, knocking on my goddamn fucking trailer door, fucking telling me that she was done with it, and she wanted to marry me, and she wanted to have a normal life. And I said, fine, and I did it. Next thing I know, man, like a year goes by and this bitch is all fucking stealing shit from our goddamn trailer, trying to fucking get that new crystal, whatever hopped up shit that these motherfuckers do now. And then we move here to start over again, thinking that, you know, with my disability check from doing construction and everything that we could maybe start over. And she fucking just disappears one day and said, fuck it. I know she's up there fucking pulling tricks again. Now I'm over. it. I don't give a shit. And the only reason I'm still fucking married to that bitch is so I can get more money from my disability. Uh, has she been a- acting strangely? Well, I don't, I haven't seen that bitch in like three years, but like, I hear she's still around, but 
she'd randomly start fucking crying and, and then she she'd be so fucking hopped up on that fucking crystal shit that she would be like saying she's seeing things and it wouldn't make no goddamn sense man like i said i'm all about pussy alcohol and partying you know what i mean and fucking that bitch is all she's like talking about is some fucking higher plane bullshit i'm over it over it she she took her shit one day and she left i don't want no fucking crystal whatever they call that new shit i don't want any of that shit around me. I don't want her around me. I just want to continue on my life like how it is. You see him take another swig. And you realize this guy's like. All right, Johnny. Uh, thanks for talking to us, man. Hey, look. How about you take my number? And if you hear anything, you give us a call, okay? We'll, we'll see. Uh, we'll... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you, um, let me find him. Let me find a pen, a pen here. And you hear like crashing as he's like trying to walk through his apartment. You hear like a lamp fall over and break. And he comes back and he kind of has like a. A, a, like a notepad and a pen. He's like very, you know what I mean? Like, here, why don't you go ahead and uh, sign this for me here? Yeah, put your put 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 your number here, man. I'm gonna put my you name, like smell the, the yeah. number, and call if you hear from Dora, because he's probably not gonna remember this. Oh yeah, he probably fucking yeah probably won't. You know? Yeah, 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 definitely, man. And as he as he starts writing it down, yeah, you could definitely tell he kind of like goes and sits on his couch, like he totally forgot he had the conversation with you. And you see him just kind of like start sliding into his couch. One more a little thing. Bit. One more thing. Yeah, yeah. So you know, while this is all ending, I'll just put uh, put my face real close to his and tell him that you know, if I ever see you uh, giving alcohol to minors again, I'll arrest you. And you can see, and he's like, um. Oh shit! You're a fucking cop, huh, man? This is before you sat down. But when, when you see him react that way, or I can be your worst enemy. Che, when you see Michael talking like that, you have like a flashback of like him when he was a kid, and you see yeah. like that that intensity like come out for or for a second there. And you can see like Johnny's just like the fuck, like like he's not gonna say anything to this guy. He's just gonna nod his head and yes yeah, sir, and really no sir, and just kind of like oh, he just realized like. I was just yeah, thinking, yeah, and this guy, this guy has the "I'll kick your ass" look. So yeah, he told us. He goes, times. so he goes and he like sits down and plops in the chair. So as you, uh, I'm going to cut to to Alex and Wayne, and then all of a sudden you see these bikes come as these kids are coming like in a hurry. So you see Che and Michael come walking along there, and it's almost like an impact of a bullet, right? You see these two people do 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 do. They get to the scene, all says a like kids. And you see, like, five of them are riding their bikes, like, towards you guys, like, in a hurry, you know. One's trying to hold the beer in his hand as he's trying to ride his bike, like, like one of the older kids. And as, as they ride past, you see a couple, you see uh, three of the younger kids, like, skid their bikes. And they're, like, five feet from you, too. And they look at you, too. And they're just standing there looking at you, too. Two are white kids and one's, like, a Native American kid. And they, and they, they look at you and they're like, what are you doing here? Can I get one of those from you? The other says to me, points to the cigarette that I'm sure both of you are smoking. Alex will just look at him. Fuck off. <laughs> Get out what? of here. Why can't you give me a cigarette, man? Because you're you, 12. Well, like, Boch is a shirt. You like, you like Metallica? You like Metallica? Uh, you look like you like Metallica. I like Metallica, so why don't you give me a cigarette, man? I'm going to tell no. this little kid to fuck off. <laughs> Do you got any money? Can we get, like, five bucks? The other one asked. Come on, man. You were a kid at one time, weren't you? As you guys are sitting there, they look at you like, man, what the fuck? Fuck you guys. You see, like, well, they ride like 10 feet and then they turn around like, fuck you. And they give you the finger and then they ride off afraid that you guys might start like chasing after them and everything like that. And then they take off. As you guys coming, as you, Mike and Che are walking back, you kind of see that interaction 
you know, with the three kids and, and, and those two. Go ahead. Scenes on you guys. As we're walking back, I want to kind of say to um, Michael and be like, you know, I could get used to this. So how'd you get you to be a cop anyway? Well, you know, I just, I did lots of sports. And after high school, I kind of asked myself, what do I see myself doing? And I just had a goal and I stuck with it. You guys get up to the car. Scenes on you guys. Damn, you cleared those kids out. Uh, you never <sighs> like Sadly, I do. And you guys kind of feel like a weird moment where you're like, you feel like, like, almost like even more somewhat solidified with just that, you know, you all kind of snicker because you guys were kind of devious at that age at that time too, you know, so. Let's get the fuck out of this place. I hate it here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's, let's go. Go ahead. Um, there's a, before we go, uh, you maybe want to hit up the uh, truck stop and see if she's there. She wasn't here, by the way, guys. Just, yeah. uh, just Johnny. I think I'll stay in the car. Mike looks a little upset. You could tell Mike is like, Mike was composed when you guys saw him other times. But would I be correct in that assertion that like, that be much like quelling his anger right now and he looks pretty pissed yeah. off? Yeah, definitely. Right. Definitely. So the truck stop's only like five miles away. Not, not even that long. Not even five miles. I'd say like two and a half, three miles, you know. You guys could easily get there like in five minutes in the cars. Is that where you guys are heading to now? Yeah, I guess. And kind of explain to the other two on the way that uh, Johnny said, you know, his wife is uh, promiscuous, sleeping around a lot. And, uh, you know, that the accusation of prostitution is probably not uh, unfounded. And so he's saying that she's over at the uh, he, he doesn't he hasn't seen her in like three years, but she's she's probably over at the truck stop. We could probably find her there if we want to ask her some questions. So I'm going to suggest that uh, maybe me and Alex check this one out because we probably are like the greasier looking to <laughs> like the type that would frequent that kind of place or. I mean, Che would fit in too. Mike yeah, would probably be the best yeah, one. Definitely. Like, you just keep being angry, bro. You just keep sitting in there like gripping that steering wheel all angry. Like, you know, we go talk to some prostitutes. So you guys are heading up there? Yeah. Yeah. You guys uh, drive there. Like, again, it only take, doesn't take that long. As you roll into this Husky's truck stop, you see a diner, right? This is the area where trucks can go and fill up, right? And it looks like maybe an area where truckers can go take showers. There's only, like, four trucks there at the moment. You roll into the parking lot. I mean, like, it's, like, empty, empty. You know what I mean? Like, oh, except for five trucks. As you guys roll into with your two cars into this area, it feels almost finite in the way that you guys are, like, encroaching into here, you know? Like, you're in these two small cars. You're creeping onto an into such a large area that's especially there has some lights that would lighten it up, but, but like there's this the snap almost that's in the air when winter is just about to break through that you're really feeling that now, especially when you get out. You like you just kind of feel like not like a oh shiver like the supernatural shit I was saying about the house, but almost like damn it's going to be time to put on like a little thicker jacket here soon, you know. And you look out, you can see those stars, man. The stars are just like illuminating at 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 the moment, you know. You can see them up there, but you're you're really kind of quickly tapped back into reality by what surrounds you because not only are you feeling finite because of you know being in this large parking lot but you're feeling finite when you look around all you see is like the prairie and you see this highway cutting through you know you can maybe even see far in the distance uh, kind of some light of the apartment complex but that's like three miles away you know so it's not like feel very like secluded in here and it's almost like a way station i mean in a way it is a way station 
that that's in the middle middle of this wilderness, like where the the boundaries of Bismarck are soon gone into like the, the open fields that North Dakota is kind of known for at this moment. You you guys get out of your car, Mike. You're staying in the car. You said as you guys get out, let me get uh. Or wits and composure, and tell me what you all get, please. Uh, the three of you guys. So, what did you get, Wayne? Three. What did you get, Che? I had three. Three. All right. Two, three. And what did you get, uh, Alex? Just one. So, Che, when you're you you are looking out in the field, and and you're as you're staring and you're seeing like kind of a slight breeze, like moving like the weeds a little bit, almost like in a calming like wave manner. You're like, wait a second, man. And you're like, we stay, we used to camp out here. Like we, we, we camped out here one night. I like, I remember specifically, like we, we did. And, and, and you're thinking, you're like, and fuck, fuck me if I'm wrong. But like, seriously, I swear that was like around the time, like we stopped hanging out or, or, you know what I mean? You know, it was like around the end, but you know, specifically that like a group of you guys from the group set there, set up a couple tents. And you guys were just going to wreck havoc in town. And you thought this would be a good spot to camp out because you know what I mean? No one's going to look here for you guys. If you need to run off and hide from doing some vandalism or something to that extent. And you're just thinking about that. And, and as you two are sitting there getting out of the car, you kind of see Che looking kind of have a sterner look as he's looking out at the, um at the field. That's like, instead of in the direction of where the trucks are at, you know, as you guys are turn around and look, you see uh where the trucks are parked at for the night. And you see a lone figure kind of, like, standing, like, where the wash racks are. And he's, like, standing, leaning against kind of like a pillar. He's a, a white guy, kind of kind of got, like, a kind of a beer gut, has a black leather vest on, T-shirt, a black T-shirt, has, like, longer gray hair, has, a, like, a, a, a green bandana that's wrapped around his uh, forehead, kind of like a longer beard. And he's smoking a cigarette. From your guys's background, streetwise, you would figure that this guy is probably the type who would know. You know what I mean about getting services, kind of according in this area. And as you walk, as you see them, you kind of see a chick walking from the truck and walking up to him. You can't really make out quite too much. You kind of see bare legs a little bit, but they're about a hundred feet away. You know, two hundred feet away. So you'd have to kind of walk over to them. I'm gonna say to the other two, um, it might be a little suspicious if we all kind of go up at the same time so i'm gonna go in the diner you guys want some pie uh yeah, yeah i can't please. say no to that so so who's gonna go who's gonna go up to them <laughs> i'll go up to them are you two going to get pie then alex and and shay yeah when we get in there i'm gonna take a look right. to see if uh, any of my regulars from the bar are there oh no you don't see i mean as a matter of fact it's like it's a sunday night you know what i mean it's really kind of dead you know it's actually okay. just you two and and all the ladies working behind there. You can kind of hear hear like her talking to short order cook who's in the background. Uh, you're walking up to the to the guy. And as you walk up to this guy and you're getting closer, you can kind of see he notices you, Wayne, as you're getting closer. And he turns towards you. You see his vest kind of says like it says Hammerhead MC like on one side of, of like the patch. And, the, and uh, has like a little like a name tag. And, and, and there's nothing else really too much on the other. It looks kind of bare that you normally see. You kind of put two together and you figured that he's part of a, probably of a motorcycle club. And you're not too familiar with them. I mean, you know about them. You know about one called the Dakota Riders, but you heard about that there's like a, a newer one called the Hammerhead MC there. So scenes on you. He looks at you as you're kind of walk as you're kind of walking up to him. I'm going to, I'm going to give him like a, a nod. And uh, as I get closer, I'm just going to say, Hey, Hey man, uh, you, you look like the guy to talk to. Uh, my friend told me about a girl who hangs out here. Her name's Dora, and uh, she likes to party, I guess. 
<laughs> yeah, she fucking does, man. <laughs> he's like, you kind of see him. He's like, going to cost you 25 and you can have her for like a half hour. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds great. I'm going to, I'm going to just uh, shuffle some like crumpled up bills out of my pocket and kind of just try to <laughs> hand it discreetly. He sits there and he's like flattening it out, making sure there's enough there. And he kind of takes it and he rolls it up and he puts it in his pocket and he looks around. He's like, bitch. And you see like fucking, you see this chick come walking along and you realize it was the chick you saw walking from the trucks, but now she's walking back around. She is about rather tall for being a member of the fair sex, like five foot 10, but she's very, very, like very malnourished looking. She's wearing these acid wash blue jean, like shorts that look like they were cut maybe to be Daisy Dukes at one moment, but they definitely do not fit her properly. So there's this, you, you see it and it's almost like this, like a almost supposed to be attractive, these, these shorts, but instead you see like a, a sickness pallor to her thighs. You see some like dimples, but she's not large enough to have dimples. You know what I mean? And you just see like, like bruises on her legs and she has this oddly like thick, like, like purple sweater on that's like almost has like the shag carpeting kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like where it has tassels to it, but it, it's not supposed to go like with an outfit like this at all. And, and her, and you see she has this perm, like a really, really, really like tight curled perm, but she has blonde hair, but it's almost like a, 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 a type of perm that old ladies get, you know? And her, and her face, she has really bad acne on her face and, and her teeth, you know, she sits and she smiles and, and it's almost like she's trying to 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 touch that 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 alpha in you that 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 sense that every man has that a woman feels they have to fake or has to act a certain way to get a reaction out of you and she's trying to like touch that part of you by smiling and trying to like to feign being sexy but you find it has like the opposite reaction to you especially like this kick you're on now where it's like faith and being chosen you know what i mean and and you see this and it's almost like a despair that sense you get from her but she comes walking up there and she kind of she's like you got a truck here honey or did you did you you're the you're the one who came in the car and you smell her breath and you could smell just like the rotting of teeth almost like it smells like fecal matter that that when she when she talks to you and you can smell bo as she's standing, you know, as, as she's like, she hasn't put on deodorant, but you smell a very faint, faint trace of like some cheap, like Kmart perfume, but that does not cover the body odor at all. And then she's like motion. Is that your car over there, honey? Is that where you want to go spend some time at? Yeah. Come over here, sweetheart. Maybe we can, uh, go be someplace quiet over here and I'm going to lead her to the car, which I'm assuming, uh, nobody else is really hanging around at this point. Right. Well, Mike's in his own car, but there's another car and everything. Yeah. So she go, she kind of goes towards the car. So she's holding your hand. She's kind of like rubbing your chest a little bit, and she's even kind of like trying to reach down to your crotch area while walking. And you know what I mean? As as you get to the car, and I'm gonna try and, to play uh, it cool uh, till we till we actually get to the car, and then uh, maybe I'll be gentlemanly and open the door for her, uh, let her in. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and then uh, I'm gonna get in myself. She gets in the car. She kind of looks at you. She's like, "So what do you want, honey?" I actually just want to talk to you. Just don't jump out yet. Listen, I I just have to ask you a few questions. I'll give you some extra money, and uh, I'm going to take the joint out of my um, shirt pocket. And uh, how about right. how about this? You want to? I'm just going to say, look, don't get freaked out. I just I just have a few things I need to ask you. Okay, this isn't the, uh, the yeah, usual I... kind of thing. And she looks at and she kind of is looking at the biker, like the direction the biker guy came from. 
but you see him like he kind of he's talking to another chick so you guys are kind of actually you know what i mean on your own terms like, like private yeah, okay yeah 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 she's like I, I, yeah what do you what? she's like what are you lonely like what do you want i'm i'm looking into something for for somebody uh there was a person that i knew a long time ago uh about 10 years ago and i have this her name was amanda her name was amanda yeah. porter and you I, see she kind of sits back a little bit for a second and she's like looking at you you know and i want to try like, to read if that name kind of um if, if that yeah, sparks yeah. anything um if i would be able to pick up on that at all yeah definitely uh i'll let you roll a wits and empathy hey che and alex you see her walk to the car with him and you see them in the car right now you can kind of make out their talking I'm, I'm so just going to pray stay. that he's not going to actually screw this hooker in my Jeep. Because if it's not Michael's car, it's mine. <laughs> so Yeah, yeah. It's your car. Yeah, he's sitting there. But they may be smoking a joint, but, you yeah. know. Who knows? <laughs> Which I definitely should have uh, gotten permission for, but, but I'm just uh, yeah. trying to wing it here. <laughs> tell it shocks her real quick. You could definitely tell it has an impact on her. You know what I mean? She's sitting there Does trying to take a Does this name mean anything to you? Who are you? Like I'll I'll explain everything. It's just I just need to find out some more about about uh my old friend here. I mean I'm I'm sure if you think back I, I can remember, remember something about this person. I can remember her and you see her like she starts like scratching these like uh like it looks like she's constantly scratching her arm like she has these little like scabs all over the place. She's like I, I, I like she's like lifting up her sweater and you know what I mean and kind of doing it, and then she'll put the sweater down. I, I, I remember her. I haven't heard that name in, in such a long, long time. Oh, and you see she's kind of rubbing her head. And you could, like, she's trying to form a coherent thought. And she's like, and as she's talking, you could smell the breath, by the way. It's just like it's hitting you like waves. You know what I mean? Like that you're in this enclosed area. And she's like, I, girl, that she died in California. What, what, why, why are you asking me about her? Well, uh, I'll just, I'll just say that, um, somebody's, has asked me to uh, look into some things about uh, about what happened back then, and uh, I have this memory of you. You're you do you're outside of a house. You're you're yelling at her. I just something I remembered from. Did you see her shaking her head? You see like a tear, like you see some tears start coming out of her eyes. And she's trying to like wipe them away and everything like that. And she's like, I'm gonna apologize to her and um, maybe put my hand on her shoulder and then remove it because I don't wanna overstep any uh boundaries there you know like freak her out too much because yeah. i'm already doing something that's kind of uh really weird so definitely definitely she sees she's just kind of like tears are coming down she looks out you can see like the lights from the, the truck stop kind of like uh, glistening off the bad skin greasy skin and the tears and she's like yeah i remember that day that that was um they just wanted to scare her it was it, it was it was it was a crazy time in my life can you tell me I about what happened she 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 upset um a friend of mine that 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 I lived with and he wanted her to to get the point he wanted to get he just wanted to scare her to like leave leave him alone it was such a crazy time you don't it's it's his name was charlie i really don't care anymore i don't even know where these fucking people are anymore his name was charlie and he was a he was something he was special to me at the time he was I, he was someone who could give me answers you know and she kind of looks at you. You get this moment when she looks at you and she says, you know, that like there is like a real person underneath this, this shell of, of, of just shell of, of, of who she is now. You know, that one time that this, this disgusting 
person was, was normal, you know what I mean? And, and was able to have discussions and coherent thoughts and, and, and stuff like that. He was something, he was someone very special to me. And, um, he, he was someone who helped. It's like, I had a hole inside of me. I had a hole in my spirit and I, and I wanted to believe in something and I wanted to fill it with knowledge. And he was the one, he was someone who was, who was filling that with knowledge. Do you understand what I mean by that? Have you ever had that where like, you feel like you just, there's not answers for you that, that, that there's not anything that is up there for you, but someone reminds you that there is, that there's a higher purpose to everything. Have you ever felt that? I know all about that, honey. And that, that's what Charlie was. I, I met him at a bar. I was young. I got it. was so long ago. I was like in my twenties, my early twenties. And it's, and he told me about like enlightening ourselves and opening up our minds and expanding our, our consciousness. And, and like Alistair Crowley, like you ever hear that name thrown around before? He always talked about this Alistair Crowley guy, this guy who in, in, in England, like what, like, learned all these mystical secrets and with that he found like peace and he shared it with people and that's what that's what charlie wanted he wanted us to expand our minds and, and to he was different than all this he's different than this town he was brighter than this town he was he was he, 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 he was confined in this town and he wanted to, to 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 tear down those boundaries and he wanted to share with all of us and put us all on the same level uh that that we felt that um he was on and she just looks out the window again she's like but it got got weird after after a little while like me and charlie we started you know we got serious and i moved in with him and and she looks out the window again she rolls down the window a little bit and she lights that joint that you gave her you know and we met others we met some people in mandan and 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 he started changing like he wasn't like he wasn't inspiring like i found him to be matter of fact he got like i don't even know if i believe this stuff he was talking about at first about like magical rights and doing all this new Aquarius hippie stuff that wherever on the West coast. And, but he started taking to another level and, and he started, he met this guy named Jay. He was probably the other man that you saw with us who had these really heavy drugs that we weren't used to. And he started having us taking these drugs and, and doing this stuff. He had these folks in Manda and that he was doing it, but he, he got more, more intense and more just almost insane with what he was wanting to do. He started talking about wanting to like, like for us to to do these rituals, you know, it was all sex before. That's all it was before. It was like, we'd have sex and we'd do these rituals and, and it was like, he called it sex magic. And, but then he wanted to start killing things. He wanted to like, start like sacrificing like, like, like chickens or, or, or livestock or um, anything to that extent, you know, you know, like smaller animals to, to help him with these rituals. But people started getting weirded out. So then he had us take more drugs. He said we weren't fully expanded yet at, at that time. And soon he had me sleeping with Jay he t- because we didn't have money for Jay's drugs anymore. So he told me to like seduce Jay and I, and I did. And Jay moved in with us. And soon I found it that us three were doing crazier things than he was having the other folks in Mandan do. Uh, but noticing that like he was hiding something and I figured it out that like the drug use and the LSD, which I stopped taking after a while, wasn't to help him with what he was trying to accomplish. It was to help him hide something. And one day he was really like, he was really messed up and he, and he, and he spoke about Welkstetter and I didn't understand what he was saying. And, 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 and I think maybe he was trying to tell me that, like that was his real name. But then when I confronted him the next day after he came down and, and he was somewhat functional again, he, he, he acted like he didn't know what I was talking about. Um, but then eventually, like, he started, he met another girl. 
I don't know. I don't remember exactly when it started or how it happened. She was an Indian girl and she was really beautiful Indian girl, but like she, she was, she was different than us. And he wouldn't tell her about the stuff we were doing. And he was saying she was special and that it was some, something different in her that needed that, 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 that it was going to change him. And all I know is Amanda one day saw her walking down the same street because Amanda lived on the same street as we did and tried to warn this girl not to like hang out with us. And the girl listened to Amanda and I guess Charlie like overheard or saw them talking and walked up and told Amanda to leave her alone. And this, the rest is lost with time. I, I, I don't know what else to say about it. Why would, why would uh, Amanda warn this girl? Was it just because she knew you guys like to party or whatever? Or did she, she know about knew. any of the weirder stuff you guys did? I think I think she knew about some of the weirder stuff. I think she tried to get like Jay to stop because she knew Jay and I think Jay told her some stuff and then so she thought maybe she thought this Jay was was I don't know like she thought Jay couldn't be helped and she thought this Christine chick could be helped. Her name was like Christine Crow or Eagle or some Indian name like that. I don't know. To ask her, um, when was the last time? When was the last time you saw Charlie? Do you know what he's doing nowadays? It got. I don't. I can't. I don't. I don't know. I don't. Rem- <laughs> Mike, give me, give me the normal what's in composure rule while you're in the car, other car right now. Five dice. That's all right. Success. So one success. So you're sitting there, Mike, and you're like squeezing the steering wheel, squeezing the steering wheel, clenching your jaw, and you turn around, you look out of your passenger window. And this is when she's like kind of looking out the window and you're like, and there's a moment where like you're, you see her face and you, and you realize this is the chick that you saw that was scratching her face like over and over and over again in the house. And just out of like reflex, you like just kind of like, like hit the, the window of your passenger door, you know, like, like it's almost like an anger reflex, you know what I'm saying? And like the window cracks a little bit and you can kind of just see her look shocked. And she turns around and looks at you, Wayne, and you're looking at her and you see like out of on uh, Mike's car, you see the windshield crack. You see just him looking like he's looking like like it's kind of scary. You know what I mean? Like pretty intense, Wayne, that you see at the moment. I'm going to want to go check on Mike, but I'm going to like before like she gets freaked out and hops out of the car or something. I want to just like jot down my phone number for her or maybe see if there's any way that I could get in contact with her and i'm just gonna say listen you've helped me out a lot and i know this is like maybe painful stuff to remember but if you think of anything or you need some kind of help or something like that just just give me a call you know and you know maybe there's a better place or time we can we can talk about this kind of stuff she's like yes hurry up and give it to me and she she gets out of the car real quick mike you see like you see her walking in a hurry she's like looking at you and you're still like in this intense mode, Alex. Give me a wits and composure roll, good sir. We'll see if what Alex gets here. Successes. As you're sitting there, you're obviously looking at the cars, like what the fuck? You know, you don't see the cracked windshield, but you see the chick get out and walking hurriedly back towards the trucks. And you see, as you're sitting there, you out of the corner of your eye, you see an olive green pickup truck. Like the lights get turned on and to roll in the parking spot. You see the door open up, the passenger door. You see that large Native American guy. He has like a flannel shirt on and blue jeans and cowboy boots. In. And you see him walking Shit. towards the entrance of the diner. And he opens the door and you hear the bells go ding. Hello, folks. Have you ever wished you could have an easy way to find gameplay videos and podcasts? Or just 
media in general that deals with your favorite white wolf role-playing games? Or have you ever wished you could find a forum to share gameplay that you have recorded, one which wouldn't be drowned out by random posts and discussion so that your media could get the attention you want? Well, we have the answer for you in a Facebook group we run called White Wolf RPGs Gameplay and Media. The group is specifically ran with the sole intent of it being a one-stop shop for people to view or share media involving the games we all love. We take thorough steps to ensure the page does not become cluttered and is easy to traverse. We are currently over 1,000 members strong, and we are continuing to rapidly grow with new media being shared every day. Stop on by. We hope to see you there. High Level Games, the industry's first choice in taking your games to the next level. We are a podcast blog and new media network at highlevelgames.ca. We have blog posts about all of your favorite games going up five days a week and a podcasting network with actual plays and shows that discuss role-playing games with more rolling out all the time. We are on iTunes, Twitch, and YouTube. Find out more information at highlevelgames.ca, a site that certainly isn't controlled by a shadowy board of directors of otherworldly origin. That's highlevelgames.ca. Please, help. They're coming. (laughs) 